1: It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to BGN Radio. Darren Sproles gone! Touchdown, Eagles! (laughs) Why you would punt the ball to Darren Sproles in the middle of the
2: field... I have no
1: idea. Right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. Fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network.
0: Nation. Hey, it's a victory show. That feels good, right? Everybody should feel good. I don't know. It's John and it's Sean Brace, it's BGN Radio live right now on uh, the Mixler app. And if you are uh, listening to us on the SoundCloud or iTunes or Stitcher wherever on the replay, we greatly appreciate that. As always, as we're this is uh, what are we at episode 122 as we're getting into this thing. And of course, as always, if you are listening on the replay, we always. Always love your feedback, so subscribe, review, uh, all that stuff uh, so we can hear your voice, what you want. We want to continue to grow this podcast and everything else, but let's waste no more time as we want to get into the meat and potatoes here as I welcome uh, my co-host from phillyinfluencer.com, the hottest website on the Internet right now, Mr. (laughs) Sean Brace. What's happening, buddy?
3: Oh, good afternoon, John. It's great to be with you. And you just nailed it. Uh, I appreciate the introduction, number one. But number two, it's a victory. And I'll tell you, man, it's just a negative feeling. There is a negative thought process when you start talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. And last night, um, it was never more evident than that post-game show on Comcast Sportsnet. And I'm a big fan of those guys. Every single one of them. Break them down. Ray, Michael, uh you know the gov seth joiner was in for b west because obviously he got inducted to the hall of fame so he wanted to have some fun but just negative across the board and it was a victory yesterday this team needed it the eagles were desperate and they come out of there with a 27 to 7 victory i'm sorry i'm looking at it like this i'm a happy camper today That's
0: yeah, it. I, yeah i mean like the as far as it looking pretty I'm with everybody. Like, it wasn't pretty. It was disgusting. It was awful. Except for the defensive part. That's what everybody kind of keeps losing focus on here. 59 yards in the second half. 59 Hmm. yards. That is it. So, uh, that's uh, a dominating performance from them. Uh, And, by the way, we're not going to take any phone calls today. So, if there's anybody calling in. But we do have uh, some of them in the hopper. And we will definitely get to them. So, if you've called in already, uh, we're going to take care of it. Don't worry about that. But, yeah, I mean, the, the, the Eagles have the division lead, and you're right, Sean. Nobody's happy about it. Um, the, the, the concentration, and even myself, we're talking about, uh, do you extend Bradford to Sanchez? You're talking about drafting uh, quarterbacks, and that's, I, I, that's fair. Like, when you look at the landscape of what happened last night, uh, but you have to remember, and I was just re-watching it again, there were some major uh, offensive miscues, again, to kind of get that slow start going again. Uh, the uh the huge like interceptions don't help and of course when you know freaking I've been bashing Landon Collins for an entire off season and he's there for an interception it always uh I I by the way I enjoyed all the hate tweets thank you very much for that but uh <laughs> the um the, you know it, it's just still in offense it's not in rhythm uh the really the really bad snap from Kelsey to Bradford like the, the some of the negative runs um uh, that kind of slowed those drives down in the beginning yeah you know it just yeah. wasn't it wasn't all there, but, I mean, you can't be <laughs> – how upset can you be, really? I mean, there, there's just – there's – I think you can – I don't know. Sean, do you think that there is – this is kind of the point where the Eagles' offense is what it is, or do you think more that there is uh, a little more room to grow here uh, moving forward?
3: Yeah, that's that's a good question, John. I, I Obviously, I will think that this team will get better. Um, but why aren't they getting better right now? It's quarterback play, and it's still having problems running the football. Now, obviously, they were able to tally up some yards in the second half, and you could be a believer in maybe that the, the, the Giants were gassed or whatnot, but that's all part of Chip Kelly's scheme as well. Um, I, I just look at like something's missing this year and I think it's 50% Chip Kelly's play calling and 50% Sam Bradford. That's what's hitting me. It's it's not crisp. It's not fast. It's not scary. Um, and again, this is all after a 27 to 7 victory, but we're going to be smart about it. we're going to be realistic. It wasn't it wasn't pretty last night. It was sloppy from both sides. And, and thank God the defense did step up. but just you know, circling and, and having a conversation about this offense right now—it's all the above, and it, it comes down. If this it, this offense will get better, if Sam Bradford is able to find the open man and cut down on the turnovers, and that's about as basic as it gets.
0: Yeah, I think that's. A, and there, there's a lot of people that are are are, are be like, "Yeah, he's not going to be able to do that." And look, when there are throws, when I, I, that scramble that he had for. Whatever, four or five seconds, and then he finds Jordan Matthews that's wide open and underthrows him. Like, those things you need to have. The consistency needs to be there. But I'll say this again it is, I still have yet to see the old Sam Bradford. And I know that everybody thinks, well, yeah, he is what he is, and that's it. He never played this poorly in St. Louis. He just never did. He protected the ball a lot better. He still took the same shots downfield that he is now, even a little more so. Uh, that's what the, some of the things that we've all asked for, too, is like, take more shots down the field. And now the other is like, okay, stop, stu- stop doing that. <laughs> hey. So, so you know, we, we kind of have this kind of back and forth here. And I'm okay with the dinking and dunking. Like, if that's what it needs to do to get in rhythm here, which is what that first touchdown drive was all about, the second drive for this Eagles offense was great. Uh, yeah, sure, there was a slightly underthrown ball for a touchdown uh, to Riley Cooper, but who cares? They got in. Uh, Mm -hmm. There is – the rhythm was there. DeMarco Murray looked good for not being a system fit uh, for this Chip Kelly offense. I thought he looked really good last night. There was a couple of runs where probably should have, uh, you know, had those back. Uh, A lot of the times where it looked to me like his feet stopped moving, but the run game is is better. And I think that's where you're going to see this team more or less turn the corner, maybe not with Sam Bradford's play. uh, But the offensive line and the running game, really look good last night, Sean. And and it's of my opinion that if they keep con- continuing to do that, that's still going to, you know, eliminate some of those dumb mistakes or at least, uh, uh, you know, uh, minimize them. So mm-hmm. I think if they can do that, they can turn the corner here. Uh, I'm curious if you think that's true too.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I look at the schedule. I think they got a tough stretch in the third quarter of the, of the season, Um, You know, there's some interesting games with the Bills and the Patriots, but, you know, we'll see how that comes out. Again, I I know it's a cliche and people get bored with this, but there's nothing more truer in the NFL than, uh, than it's week to week. It's one game at a time. They had to win yesterday. They had to beat the New York Giants. If they did not w- beat the Giants, then there's like no room for error moving forward. Same thing with the previous week. You know, they had to win these games. They had to beat the Saints. Basically, the season was over. Yeah. So they won the football game. Now it's on to the next week. It's a tough matchup in Carolina. Carolina's undefeated. What are you going to say if they go down to Carolina, Eagle fan, and win 13-10, yeah, 13 You know, like, what are you going to say then? That's not good enough? I don't give a damn. Come away with the victory, and then we can have fun assessing the problems, talking about whether or not Chip Kelly, it it needs to come off of his wage just a little bit. That happens throughout the course of the week. But on Sundays and Mondays, it's about one thing and one thing only, getting the victory. And the Eagles did that last night, 27-7. John, it wasn't even close. No, no. It, It was ugly, but it wasn't even close. You touched on it. The first drive went for 80 yards. The next 13 drives that the Giants put together went for 167. Like, that's <laughs> hilarious to me. What a performance by the defense. I know you want to slow down before we get there, but... No, you know, go, it's, go it's, into it's, it. It's, go for it. It's, it's about winning. That's what it's all about, and that's all I care. They won last night. They're, I don't really care to talk about the first place or anything like that, but they won last night. Now they can at least afford to lose a game here. It's going to be a tough matchup against the Carolina Panthers. You got the bye week, then you got the Cowboys, so on and so so forth so we got a long way to
0: go a lot of people in the chat room checking in on the mix mixler.com app and if you are you know around in there uh that when we do these things every time there's going to be a sunday night game by the way that's later. a monday night game we're going to do it the next day at noon uh, and Sh- Sean more than likely will be right here with me because he's the man. Uh, Connor also checking in uh, saying definitely not an is-what-it-is type of offense uh, in his opinion. The issues are correctable. Uh, I can't see uh, how its play calling is 50%. Uh, AJ checking in. Sam just needs to work on his glutes. That's right. He needs to get those butt <laughs> muscles going. Uh, Jason Osborne checking in. person I'm worried about the most uh, with the Eagles after yesterday is Jason Kelsey. Uh, is still number one jersey on do uh, oh, uh, I, don't, I don't really know. I don't know what they're saying mm-hmm. there. Uh, play calling has been an issue this whole year, but uh, only a handful last night, and that really bothered me. Yeah, okay. I, and that's. I think that's fair too. There's, there was some time, especially at the end. The end of the second quarter uh, was a little bothersome uh, right into halftime as they kicked the field goal. Uh, you know, the clock – or the cock, yeah, listen to me. Yeah, the cock clock operator – um, gave them the extra seven seconds. It seems like they kind of pissed that away uh, by not you know, taking that first time out. And I don't know, selections down there, it didn't look great. It didn't look to me like the early, the wide receivers were getting open. Um, some guys got banged up there too. And I just can't believe this, Sean. Riley Cooper, the deep threat, he's the most, ugh, it, I, I want to throw up saying it, Riley Cooper has been the most consistent uh, wide receiver Other than Jordan Matthews, but, you know, coughed up a ball last night uh, on this team. Did you expect that at all Uh, six weeks in?
3: No, it's interesting because Chip doesn't care about rotation of players. You know, He doesn't care if it's a third down and 10 and you really have to pick up that, that first down and move the chains. He's not trying to get DeMarco Murray, his bell cow, back in the game. He's not trying to get Jordan Matthews on the outside, even though Jordan probably will be in that game at that point in time. He doesn't care. He's all right. How many times have we seen Miles Austin and Riley Cooper pick up a first down on a third down play? He doesn't care when those guys are in. Where me, on the other side, I'd probably have Ertz, Huff, and Jordan Matthews in. Chip doesn't care about that, but uh, just just to that one one point of uh, that one texter that, that was that came in, John, and, and had something to say about my fifty percent. Look, I, it's game six, and I think we have enough sample size this year to look back at the two previous years, and I think you have to agree that it's not as crisp. Uh, play no. calling we're talking about, uh, the offense as a whole we're talking about than the previous two seasons. Mm-hmm. Is that all on Sam Bradford? Is that on Chip Kelly? Is that on the run game? It's subjective. It's up to you on which way you want to feel about it. Me, I'm not going to pin everything on Sam Bradford right now. He did not look good no. yesterday. He's had his moments, but I think Chip Kelly can do a few things differently to help his quarterback out. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, and I think the the I think that's more of a getting used to thing too i think chip has done and actually as, as much as he got killed maybe in the first three weeks i think he's did a done a great job adjusting to what is working and what is going going to make this team succeed uh the tendencies the self-scouting the you know going under center and be like you know this is usually where we run goes with the play action pass that's how you get the touchdowns i think that stuff's great um mm-hmm. I, I also think that there's just I, I know, I know, I know. I know people are going to say he Sam Bradford is what he is. I'm just not there yet. And I'm still, but last night even, I, I'm sitting there going really hard to defend this. <laughs> really yes. hard not to be like, well, oh, let's at least go with Sanchez. At least the offense would move a little, I, I think, smoother because it does look chunky. It does look uh, funky. Uh, Connor also checking in again. Cooper outgained Odell Beckham Jr. last night in terms of yardage, so that that again <laughs> is, is funny to me. But yeah. um, I I think what you have to do with Bradford and everything else because this is it's it, you can qualify this as his second ba- really bad game, and I think this is I, I I won't even say really bad. It was just a bad game. It wasn't as bad as Dallas, so that's good. But it wasn't as good as the other couple. It wasn't as good as uh, you know the Saints or the Jets. Uh, but again. This is where, and uh, Benjamin Albright told me this in the offseason, the Eagles have become a defensive football team, which is a crazy thing to say. Um, And uh, granted, the offenses that they've faced haven't been juggernauts, uh, and I think they're going to match up really well against Carolina. Yes, even with Cam Newton and and everybody else there. But uh, that's where I think, Sean, I almost, if there was just an average quarterback play from Bradford, there'd be a lot more hype about with this football team right now. I think people would start getting more excited on, you know, if it was just one interception instead of three or, you know, two or whatever. But that, that Cooper one, that Cooper interception, I I didn't understand at all. Uh, Yeah. And I, I don't know who exactly to blame there, but that was like, you know, punting on first down after the turnover. Um, I know I'm going all over, all over the place here, but yeah, I, I just think it's, I don't know, man. I I really just feel like it's still a good football team with a chance to have a semi-elite defense. Uh, and I know a lot of national people don't like to hear that, but that's just the truth, man. I mean, the the, the safeties have been outplaying anybody in the league as a tandem. Uh, the The pass rush looked good last night. Um, you know, the linebackers, at D'Amico, Ryan's had a hell of a game. I mean, that yeah. whole that that strip on uh, Donald changed changed the entire landscape of the football game and how everything flowed last night Sean so I
3: yeah the, the Giants were driving on that well th- there's a few things with what you just said John and, and I will say I'm not one of these guys that likes. It. well I told you so I, I, I'm i not one of those guys but didn't the majority of everybody covering this football team including yourself and my and, and me over at phillyaventure.com we said that this defense would be top 10 this year If they keep it up, they're going to finish top five, which I really didn't believe. But, uh, you know, I'm not shocked. What I am shocked is that they're doing it without two of the five playmakers that I thought they had on defense with Michael Kendricks and Kiko Alonso. That's a little shocking. And you're not even getting the number one production that you thought Byron Maxwell would bring to the table this year. He's not that bad, but at the end of the day, my man is, is constantly getting called for pass interference or holding. He's not getting burnt. He's not giving up the big play, and that's what we care about unless he's going up against one of the best receivers in the game, Julia Jones, but still, uh, he's holding his own, that's for sure. So I'm not surprised by the, this defense having the success that they are. I know you're not, because yeah. we talked about this all summer long. And it comes down to this. When you start talking about Sanchez, I, I don't think Chip is there. I don't think Chip is ready to make that move. I really do believe Chip is saying to himself, you know what? I saw I saw what Sanchez did last year, yeah, uh, I, I just don't see how you're going to correct that. He threw some timely interceptions, some costly interceptions, some balls that just, you know, like what were you thinking? Now Sam Bradford had a few of those last night, and I, I you just, you, you scratch your head and you really wish you were a fly on the wall. Like whose fault was that Cooper interception? You know, it looked like Bradford had the right read and Cooper just stopped. Um, and yeah. plus. Knowing what I do know about Riley Cooper, he is dumb as a box of rocks. So I I wouldn't be shocked if it was his fault. But still, you got the interception for Landon Collins. You just, you can't turn the football over like that. And that's not Sam Bradford. That's not what he was all about in St. Louis. And, uh, you know, still, when you get to Sanchez... I just don't feel like Chip Kelly is even thinking about it right now. So we can have fun with it. We can debate it. But all in all, the head coach ain't ready to make that move right now.
0: Well, let's see uh, what everybody's thinking out there. And, of course, as always, uh, 267-245-6066. Anytime uh, hotline, if you want to call in and give your thoughts, we'll make sure to play it on the air. And obviously, I know, we we, we really appreciate the phone calls, but let's try and keep it under about a minute and a half because <laughs> there's some. I, I sometimes I go in there and it's like uh, seven, eight minute long phone calls, which I'm glad. They, you know, you can vent all you want. We'll listen to it. I just doubt we can get it on there. But let's go there uh, right now to the BGN uh, radio hotline.
1: We want to hear from you. Call the Duncan Philly Anytime Hotline, leave us a message, and we'll put you on the air. 267-245-6066. That's 267-245-6066. Or tweet your thoughts to us at BGN underscore radio.
2: What's up, BGN? This is Stephen Lee calling from West Palm Beach, Florida. And here we are. Who would have thought after a 1-3 and three start sitting in first place? You know, honestly, there was a, there was a lot to be encouraged uh, by tonight. But um, uh, I think the big question is obviously Sam Bradford. And uh, he didn't, didn't look sharp. Honestly, we could have put 40 on this team. But these turnovers, uh, they're killing us. Um, I'm not I'm not ready to to give up on him just yet. I know that sounds crazy. I'm gonna enjoy this victory. We won by 20 against the Giants. They came in red hot, an offense that was putting up points, getting rid of the ball quickly. You saw a healthy pass rush tonight, and man, let's be real. Nolan Carroll is the best cornerback on this team. This uh, this no fly zone has some substance to it. I thought our defense played outstanding. Fletcher Cox a beast again. It was good to see BG get some pressure. Um, you know, Benny Logan is a force to be reckoned with. He was in the backfield constantly. Uh, so overall, you know, again, this makes the week so much better. Um, we're in first place. Uh, you know, obviously we control our own destiny. Carolina, I'm not really intimidated by them. I know they beat Seattle, but it's a team that just does not scare me. You know, maybe I'm thinking too much of last year's uh, 31-7 halftime debacle against them on Monday night. But uh, bring on Cam. I'm ready for it, man. Thanks, guys.
0: Well, uh, Stephen Lee, we appreciate it, my friend. Thank you so much for calling in uh, each and every week, uh, your stud there. Yeah, I'm not too scared about, uh, you know, about pa- the Panthers. I think that, again, the Eagles' defense matches up so well against their wide receiving core, their offensive line, everything else, and they did a decent job of containing Cam uh, last year, and I know it was a completely different scenario. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. Is Cam Newton, were you uh, th- this upcoming week here, Sean? I think
3: the Panthers as a whole worry me, This Cam Newton. Defensively, they do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, defensively. Look, Cam Newton's been making it happen all season long, and he made it happen last year, even though last year's record really doesn't tell you that they were a damn good football team. But they did make the playoffs, and they went up to Seattle, and they gave them three quarters, and I'm really grasping here. But Cam showed me a lot in that playoff game last year. Believe it or not, go and watch that tape and just be fair about your evaluation because he has nobody – Nobody to help him out. Obviously, Calvin Benjamin was supposed to step up this year. He got hurt. And, and who are we talking about making plays? Greg Olson every single week for the Carolina Panthers. So I think the Eagles could take away Greg Olson. I have confidence in, in that. But defensively, Luke Cleekley running around with his head cut off. Uh, Thomas Davis is just a phenomenal draft pick by them from years ago. Still hanging around, still playing at a high level. That's a good squad. And you want to talk about the revenge factor from last year. and they're still not getting respect even though they're undefeated this year and they just went up to Seattle because like look at look at look at um, the highlights from this past weekend. Everybody's talking about Seattle losing that game, not Carolina winning that game, okay? So there's zero respect given to them. Um, am I worried? No, I'm only worried about the Green Bay Packers and the and the New England Patriots. That's it. Other than that, I think <laughs> yeah. the Eagles could run with anybody.
0: Well, yeah, and, uh, the, those things. And the Bills are probably like, uh, yeah, it's one of those games where it could go back and forth. Uh, Stephen also touching on on just Fletcher Cox there, and I, I don't know if everybody caught. I missed it the first go, so I had to, I had to watch it afterwards. But that that story about Fletcher Cox and his brother wow. was. I mean, I was just like, I don't know if everybody else was tearing up, but I sure was like that. That To see that and just to say that he's dedicating the season to his brother who's basically his father figure his whole life. Um, And then he came out and showed it. Uh, And uh, Smart Football had tweeted it out too where he just, on that draw play where he just chucks two dudes and just, I mean, Fletcher Cox is such a, a special player and I know that it's the easiest thing to point out, but it needs to be celebrated because this is the guy and myself included that said, you know what, if you have to do it to go get Mariota and maybe I would still consider that, in a, you know, <laughs> going backwards here. But, uh, yeah. it, but just to have that perspective of how good Fletcher Cox is and not just, I mean, probably the best player, not only in the NFC East, but in half of the league. He's probably the best player on any football team. Fletcher Cox with another phenomenal performance last night, Sean.
3: Yeah. Well, hey, if you're the Tennessee Titans and that deal is back on the table, which way are you going? Because I really do feel like that deal was definitely on the table. Uh, All those players, Kendricks, uh, Fletcher Cox, Sam Bradford, you name them, they were on the table. Um, I really do feel like there's truth behind it, and that offer was there on draft day. But if you're the Tennessee
0: Titans, are you making that deal? I mean, right Right now? Right now. I'm probably not. Yeah, they uh, they probably wouldn't. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, the value – it's crazy because the value of Kendricks and everything else kind of went down this season. As soon as he signed the contract, it was like, oh, man, he hasn't been on the field. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, no, you, take, you know, I think a lot of people would re, – re, uh, in a redraft, absolutely. As of now, I, I don't think I would do that deal. Yeah. Yeah, well, if okay. I was Tennessee. No way.
3: If I was Tennessee, yeah, because Mariota is pretty damn good. He's showing you that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, Fletcher Cox is amazing, and that piece on ESPN is absolutely incredible. I know that Bleeding Green Nation has it up um, as well. I believe uh, at PhillyInfantry.com we have it up as well. It's just a great piece. Fletcher Cox breaks down, starts crying right there in front of the cameras. Um, he's playing a father figure for his brothers. Uh, kids, his brother battled diabetes. Yeah. He was a little bit large man, dealing with some weight issues, and um, you know, basically 35. I want to say he passed away. So just a sad, sad story. But Fletcher Cox staying grounded. Fletcher Cox just an absolute beast, dedicating this season to his brother and moving forward in his career. Just, I mean, he's incredible. And you know what's surprising to me is that when all these, um, these, uh, the, the penalties, like Eli Manning just tossing it up, intentional grounding, and yet yeah. you don't get credit for the sack. I don't understand that
0: how is that going that's, that's and credit to the refs even though they kind of were like uh, up and down again all game I think somebody definitely went into the you know witness so the refs series like hey uh, I want you to take a look at these pictures because there were several times where Eli Manning should have been intentional even in San Francisco I think that kind of yeah. changed the, the the outcome of that game kind of so yeah I was glad to see that they actually called that and uh just to wrap up with Steven I mean Nolan Carroll has been the best cover corner on this on this team thus far and not getting enough credit. That I think to me is the most underrated underrated player of this season. Obviously there was an exclamation point with him cutting off the route and taking it back in for six and that's great but you know Nolan Carroll has has definitely played his ass off from the off season to uh, um you know every everything that you heard of him mm-hmm. trying to go in there and improving and being better and everybody says you better watch out this guy looks good and we weren't buying it and now we're definitely buying it. Um yeah. and I don't know how it's, it's going to be with the following years, but uh, you, you would think that with him and Thurman, those are automatic extensions. Are you on that level too, Sean?
3: Well, yeah, definitely for Thurman and Carroll as well. I mean, look, when I just touched on, we have talked about this defense being top 10 in the offseason. I, I listed five playmakers, and two of them are out, Kiko and Michael Kendricks. Okay, well, if those two are out, you need somebody to step up and fill those positions. And I'm not talking about the linebacker position, but I'm talking about what you just brought up, Nolan Carroll and Walter Thurman. I mean, they're playing out of their minds this year. Thurman not only can cover with the best of them out there at that free safety playing that center field position, but he's not that bad coming up and stopping the run either. So I, I, okay. I like what both of those guys are bringing to the table. Obviously they're playing their positions really well. This defense is just electric. Uh, and yeah. you know, if, if Sam Bradford and chip could just get on the same page, cut down the turnovers and just simplify it up a little bit. And that's, that's one of the things that it comes back to chip. I, I, I really want to see him, okay, let's get under center. Let's just ground and pound it. And to his credit, he did. I swear to you, check my timeline last night. I said, can we just (laughs) get a drive where you hand the ball off to Matthews a few times? And you know what? They did. It's like just... Challenge your offensive line. Challenge your running backs to like let's just pick up three and a half yards every single time we touch the football and move the sticks. All right, our defense is playing really good. Let's just simplify this game a little bit and get out of here with an ugly victory. And even though it was a blowout, twenty-seven-seven, I still feel like that's exactly how last night played out.
0: Yeah, and uh, before we, uh, you know, we're we're gonna keep this uh, trying like under an hour here. So uh, let's get to the next phone call here on the BGN hotline.
4: Hey guys, this is uh, Chuck. Uh, living in Oak Park, uh, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. Uh, being a relocated Eagles fan from outside of Philadelphia, whenever I get to see the Eagles on the national stage, you know, don't go out of my have to go out of my way to find the game. It's always a treat. But uh watching this last game Monday night, not so much of a treat. I mean, you know, normally when your team wins twenty seven to seven, you know, you feel pretty pumped up about it. But this ugh, it was like one of the most boring games I can remember watching in recent years. Uh, You know, the defense looks great, you know, getting after Eli all day, of course. But I don't know, was anyone else uh, as uninspired as I was by this win and just kind of sitting there like, okay, you know, not very exciting stuff. All right, guys, thanks for what you do, and uh, keep up the good
0: work. We appreciate the call, my friend. And, yeah, I think it's okay to be – I mean, like, I'm not going to tell you how how you have to feel after a win. I think the most exciting part, I told this uh, to Sean uh, off air, was – yeah, I mean, I thought the most exciting part about last night was the Star Wars trailer because that was fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, that's something I got really excited about. But I, I think with, you know, I, I don't know. I, I You can you can feel however you want to feel. It's sports. Like, that's, I'm not going to tell you to, that this is a world beat or anything, but just to Sean's point earlier, I mean, they. what if they were two and four right now? Wouldn't you yeah. feel a lot worse? Like, that's... That that would be that would be awful, and there's no optimistic take here. I'm not saying like yeah, these are here here comes uh, you know the the corner turn and they're going to be world beaters and the Super Bowl contenders that we all thought they'd be. But again, it's a better position here, Sean. And when you look at and thank God, Washington, you beautiful sons of bitches that just look fucking terrible. Uh, Washington isn't going. They are what they are. New York is what they are. Ooh, yeah, the, the, the you know with the Cowboys, that's going to be a wait and see, but only because I mean they're moving to Matt Castle. That's what we talked about last week. I, I don't see how those teams are going to get any better here or more consistent. I think there's still more room to grow with this Eagles team being consistent here, Sean. That's why I feel confident moving forward, even at nine and seven or ten and six, if that wins the division, who cares? Uh, You know, you need this team to develop and gel, and they will continue to to do so. I think they've done that defensively, and now they just need to do that offensively.
3: Yeah, and this team, the most important thing for this team is they have to have blinders on. And you expect teams professional teams to do that but sometimes you get caught up and especially when chip kelly is your coach it just seems like the attention to your squad is even maximized more than the average football team that's and i mean that's obvious uh and i partly think that that has something to do with with sam bradford's problems i think maybe that the pressure of playing in philadelphia and this this attention is just something that he's not used to i this is just my take nobody has to believe it but i think that there's something going on as well I, I, two weeks ago, it felt like that 65% of this fan base wanted Chip Kelly to fail this season and be gone. It, honestly, and still to this day, you have voices that are in the media that have radio Mike shows that, that people listen to left and right. That, <laughs> you know, they come out and it seems like, you know, they want Chip Kelly to fail. And whether it's for ratings or, you know, just something to yell about because you got to do an entertaining show, that's for the fan to decipher. But for me, speaking to the average Joe, Joe Public, it just feels like that they want Chip Kelly and this Eagles team to fail. But this team can't listen to that, all right? They can't get caught up in was it pretty or was it not. It's got to be about one week at a time. Let's win the games that are in front of us. Giants, W. Saints, W. Carolina, hey. You go down there and beat Carolina, that should shut up everybody. But it yep. won't. No. It that's won't. Why, that's why I said it to you earlier. What if they go down to Carolina and they win nine-six? It's not going to be good enough for them for a, a small part of this fan base. But at the end of the day, the team is four and three,
0: just ran off three straight and then going into a bye week and about to get healthy. It's kind of interesting, too, to see the different. I mean, the, the arguments have just flipped between who likes who. Because mm-hmm. last year we were saying the same thing about Foles. Like, yeah, this this team shouldn't be nine and three or whatever it is. Uh, and it's it, the same thing is happening now, and I, just like last year, I think this team could have been in that same spot, but this team is. Uh, people don't still want to believe this yet. This team is better than last year. The offense is is probably the same. Uh, maybe it's a little a, a tiny bit better here and there in some spots, but this team is better than last year. There's more to build on. There's more to, uh, you know, get get the chemistry and everything together. There are better players here than they were last year we can the only thing that i think is missing and i think that they're hurting is is jeremy macklin because he, he would have been a great go-to guy here i understand the money i get the argument i don't disagree with letting him walk for 11 million and i'm un- uncertain with, with with his injury i think he got hurt uh this past week too but again it, they're just they're missing one of those go-to people i think they're finally finding that in the running game uh, and it's just, you know, buckle in because because that's what to, to me, the anxiety, the the excitement and everything else going into an Eagles game and seeing everybody freak out in the first drive when the Giants score and the Eagles go three and out and just see the, the complete panic. And then two quarters later, everything's cool. Like I want that every single game to me as a fan. That's exciting. I like the anxiety. I like the excitement. I like being right and I like being wrong like that makes yeah. it all apart and makes it that much better here Sean but uh, yeah. uh you know I I don't know uh let's go to our uh, our last phone call here and then we'll get our final thoughts in uh regarding uh this uh, Eagle squad here
4: Hey guys this is Steve in South Philly and I'm just calling in kind of right after reacting to the Giants game on Monday night it's good that we get the three and three, that we're sitting on top of the division, all the fun stuff. We are who we thought we were, the best defense in the league, yada yada yada. Everything going according to plan. I'm a little worried heading into a game against Carolina, though, where Josh Norman looks like the league's preeminent pick six manufacturing machine right now, and Sam Bradford on our end looks like he's just kind of the nicest guy in the league as a uh, John's BFF, Landon
0: Collins. Landon Collins as he was saying yes uh sorry I don't know why they got cut off there but uh yes uh so uh credit to Elliot Shore Parks and whatever I'll kiss his feet uh Landon Collins played a good game last night but a lot of that interception was on Sam Bradford might as well just serve it to him on a on a platter there um you know that's the most concerning thing and that's the one thing I guess we haven't talked about Sean is is that next week game with Carolina, the defense versus the Eagles offense is a nightmare as well. Like, that's that's where you kind of get uh, your diapers a little sweaty and full. Um, but I, I'm not exactly sure what the best plan is to take against Carolina. Uh, opening up and throwing it doesn't seem like a good idea. Uh, running it doesn't seem like a good idea. Uh, this is a time where I think uh, that you really just need to move the tempo and whatever you kind of get, you get you know, I think this is really where you need to push up the tempo and have the, your your feet on the gas at all times. If you get that first completion, you're going like you're moving. Yeah. I understand it's important to get a rhythm, but I would go as fast as humanly possible during this game, and that's the only real plan I can come up up uh, up with against Carolina. What are your thoughts, offense versus defense, on that side of it? Um, it's an interesting
3: point. Yeah, I mean, look, the Eagles started out three and out. I mean, that was a bad. Start me and you were going back on Twitter last night. Yeah, I I was just a terrible, terrible start. And I said all week that this was a statement game for Chip Kelly and the Eagles. And what I meant was just here it is first place. You can't afford another loss in a division. You have to come out and win this game. Monday Night Football, Brian Westbrook, cloud crowds, electric, all black, everything. No, there's just no room for a loss here for the Eagles. And it's a statement game. Chip needed to come out and win that game. They did. They did, and it was an ugly start, and they still came out one twenty-seven to seven. So there's a lot of things that we can look on and learn from that game last night. But just offensively and defensively for the Carolina Panthers game, look, Cam's tough. Cam is a guy that will it, it will take a second for them to see what's breaking out in front of them, how things are, are happening. You know, they won't light the world on fire in that first or second quarter. Just look in the Seattle game. They came on strong in that fourth quarter uh, when their backs were against the wall. They're a grindy type of team on both sides of the ball. Uh, I don't have confidence in the Carolina Panthers offense this year or this week to, to do things um, that they were able to do against Seattle uh, against this Eagles defense. They're playing at a high level right now. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Would I take the Seattle or would I take the Eagles defense over Seattle right now? Absolutely. Seattle, Seattle's dealing with some things right now. All right. But I think the Eagles defense is getting after it. And that's all we can – that's all we want. That's all we can expect this week against Cam. They have to mix it up. Um, Cam isn't that big of a threat to, to break a big run, but he can do that, so you got to be careful there. Uh, it's going to be a good game. You know, this is a Sunday night game, another primetime spot for Carolina Panthers. And trust me when I tell you that they're not getting the respect that they feel they deserve. Oh, Hands no. down, 100%. They're undefeated, and they're not getting the love that they feel. So that's, going, that's, a, that's a test. I'll tell you right now, it's going to be a nice
0: test for the Eagles this upcoming week. (laughs) AJ in the chat room also reminded me how awful uh, Kerry Williams was (laughs) during that entire game, getting beat by Ted Ginn Jr. I know they didn't throw it to him, but still, uh, it just makes me laugh because it's the same kind of temperament that kind of goes around the NFL where uh, a bad player goes to a good football team and it becomes like, oh, it's a great move for them. Uh, and and they're Bradley Fletcher. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. you, uh, Euler is a pimp also checking in. Carolina's defense is very good, but I think you can definitely run on them. Uh, the Giants have a much better rushing D, so it's encouraging that we could gash them there. I do agree. I think those numbers were a little, I don't know. I wasn't fully buying it going into the game either, and they did find success there. I just think with keekley and everything else that there is, it, it, it's, it's a lot tougher. There's definitely a lot more talent yeah. on the Carolina defense. So those, um, you know, those type of things aren't, I, I, I don't see them gashing. this is one of those things where I could I, you could see like Barbara just or Barbara running down the field looking lost and Tobin getting crushed and by the way, not that it matters but PFF thought he was the third best offensive player last night Matt Tobin from the University of Iowa. Uh, oh, wow. So uh, I, I, yeah I don't know it, it is definitely a tough matchup looking into next week and we'll definitely get into more of that uh, but I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, this afternoon right here on BGN Radio Live. And, of course, again, if you are listening on the replay, we appreciate it. As always, you can catch uh, the preview show, which will be out on Friday morning. Of course, myself and James Elter on uh, 97.5 The Fanatic from 8 to 10 a.m. And we'll be able to post those as well because of all the late games. And we, we like that you can uh, everybody can check those out. But, again, subscribe. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you're at. Uh, re- uh, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, For Sean Brace, uh, by the way, uh, Phillyinfluencer.com as always, but in 20 minutes, if you need some more Eagles talk, it's him and Schmitty from uh, Barstool Sports. uh, Just going to be, you know, going over Eagles stuff and going over uh, probably a lot more cursing too, which is I I always enjoy. Sean, uh, any uh, (laughs) final thoughts as we're rolling out here, bud?
3: Well, you know, just just be happy with the victory, people, all right? Let's stop wishing Chip Kelly to UFC and start getting a little invested in this season. That's that's, that's all I want to say. And uh, as always, follow me on Twitter, at Sean
0: underscore Brace, B-R-A-C-E. It's been uh, BGN Radio episode number 121, uh, or excuse me, 122. And, uh, you know, for all of us here at BleedingGreenNation.com, we thank you for listening. And uh, that's going to do it for us. We appreciate it, guys. We'll check you in later.
1: You've been listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. Fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network.